0: Everybody, welcome back to Wicked Sports. This is Power Play. We're joined, as always, with Chris Kuyminski. Chris, how you doing?
1: It's. I knew this day was coming, Brian, um and I hoped it never would, but alas, here we are.
0: Yes, uh, Patrice, Patrice Bergeron is no longer on the Bruins. No longer in the NHL because he is retired, and. Like you said, we saw this coming. We talked about it, you know, with him getting, you know, hurt in that game that you were like, well, why is he playing? But then, okay, it might be the end. Uh, and, yeah, just just give me your thoughts, the full experience, what he's meant to this organization, and then what it means going forward for the Bruins.
1: Um, Patrice Bergeron defined the Boston Bruins. He... Um, he spent his entire career here. Um, he is one, he's easily first ballot Hall of, Hall of Fame player, um, possibly the best two-way player to ever to ever play the game. Um, in the last couple of years as a captain, he's been an incredible leader, both on and off the ice. Showing incredible leadership through the Mitch Miller stuff, and through the the Blackhawks sex scandal last year, um, or whenever that was. Um, And you know, he won a Stanley Cup with with the team. It's it's hard to put into words what he meant to not only the the Bruins as a team, to me as a fan, and just to Boston sports in general.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. This is one of those, you know, like David Ortiz retiring, you know, Tom Brady leaving for Patriots fans here. You know, it's um, one of those moments where you're just like, ah, uh, it sucks, but you try to remember the good times. But it's also like, how do you replace someone like this?
1: Yeah, no, that's just one more thing that we have to deal with this off season. Is now who's going to be the next captain? Um, who's going to be that top line center? Because now, like the per- the perfection line is now officially dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's over. Um, well, I guess in the short term, who do you th- see the Bruins replacing uh Bergeron with
1: um well as far as that top line center position is concerned i have no i have no idea um who they're going to put there if they're going to maybe promote somebody or or try to trade or try to trade for someone um but as far as the captaincy i think it's going to be Brad Marchand um there really there aren't a whole lot of other players that I that I could confidently put in a captain position right now. If not Brad Marchand, then maybe Charlie McAvoy. But I think Marchand, with just by having more experience alone, um, is the is the best option option for this team.
0: Yeah, and then I guess this is this kind of a weird time to have a retired – Do you think the Bruins knew all along that? this was the end and they were kind of planning ahead what's what's the feeling you get from the moves they've made
1: um the moves they've made um i think every move they made was in anticipation of this i don't know i can't say for sure if they knew it was going to happen um but i think they were going by like prepare for the worst hope for the best
0: right right and uh yeah it's the worst i guess now um i guess any what else like specifically do you want to talk about with this one
1: um i guess just the legacy of patrice bergeron um is unmatched um 37 is going to be in the rafters before long (laughs) right um I personally, my favorite Patrice Bergeron moment is the, um, the game seven, the game seven comeback against Toronto. Um, he scored both the tying goal to send it to overtime and the winner in that game. And so I think that's my all-time favorite Bergeron moment. Close second being his game winning goal for the Stanley Cup.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's tough, tough between those two. But uh yeah, like like you said, you expect his number to retired in the rafters, all that. Yeah. Hopefully, that will be a a special moment for everybody. I, I always personally enjoy those. You know, when any team has their all time great player come, and it's like a a night dedicated to them. You know. Yeah. So yeah, we'll like,
1: see you there. He's gonna he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame for first ballot.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is it a how long is it a wait for hockey four years or um
1: i think it's that's a good question i don't actually know i know i know more about the baseball hall of fame right, <laughs> Yeah. that's
0: all right well he will be there nonetheless so yes. um looking ahead here we got uh some stuff happening with the burns we got some arbitration talk always exciting
1: yes so the the Bruins are in a position right now where we we have a very good problem to have, and that's that we have two starting caliber goalies, um, in Lena Solmark and Jeremy Swayman, and Jeremy Swayman right now is in is in arbitration, um, with with the team, and that could, and that could go one of two ways. I f- I feel like, and nobody knows which way it's going to go because the difference is in what the Bruins are willing to pay him and what he's asking for is it's a, it's a big discrepancy.
0: Well, yeah, but you got to do that as the player, right? You gotta, you yeah. gotta aim high so that when they do this arbitration, you can meet, you know, in the middle somewhere.
1: Yeah. I guess like the discrepancy is what has me worried. I know that Jeremy Swayman wants to remain a, a Bruin. But if there is another team that needs a goalie that offers him the money that he wants, like what happens? Right, we, We lose him for nothing.
0: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing with like, you know, the sports that do arbitration where the player can kind of put out their price. Like you said, like this is what I think I'm worth. And if there is a team out there now, they know, you know, you don't have to go through the negotiation process directly. The player can just name their own price. And, you know, that's very different than a lot of sports. Like NFL, you cannot talk to, I mean, I'm sure people talk, but you know, it's you're not supposed to talk to players, not on your team and all that. But uh, yeah, this is kind of like a, a bat signal of like, Hey, every other team, this is what I will sign for or around that at least like a jumping off point for future negotiations.
1: Yeah. Um, and I don't know if we're going to have both, both Ormark and, and Swayman next year. I think if the Bruins weren't in the salary cap position that they were in right now, they'd be willing to pay him.
0: Right. Yeah. Kind of tough.
1: Um, but it's starting to look like too. We might start trading some some bigger names.
0: Where where are we right now, Chris? Are we in the blow it up stage? Are we in the trying to compete? What what's happening? If you had to give I, I like, don't, a...
1: I don't think we're in blow it up stage yet, but I do think we are in the beginning of a rebuild.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because now the co- um we've lost Patrice Bergeron now, um, and yep. he that that's sort of that's sort of the end of the end of the core brad marchand is going to be retiring probably two in the next i'd say three years maybe if i had if i have to put a number on it um and so we have to start we have to start planning for the we have to start planning for the future um but i don't think we're at blow it up stage yet we're still we're still competitive enough
0: Right. It just, it just sucks with how this year ended with, you know, how it really feel, felt like this was the moment for this team. And now it's like, now yeah. what?
1: And you know what? That is, that is the part about Patrice Bergeron retiring that makes me the most sad is how this team has let him down mm-hmm. and how this team has underperformed in the 20, in the last 10 years. Yeah. That, yeah that we're was-
0: really lucky we got a 2011 Because if not, Jesus.
1: Yeah, like that's like to me as a fan, it's despicable. Mm. that they couldn't get that they after that amazing regular season last year, they couldn't they couldn't cross the finish line.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it does not to like derail or compare, but it does remind me a little bit of the Celtics. Um, We won 2008 and then we didn't win again with that core. And that core felt like a core that could have won two three championships and it just
1: didn't happen. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a perfect analogy. And it's not for a lack of we went to the cup final in 2013, we went to the cup final uh again <laughs> um 2018, 2017, 2019, said something. 20, yeah. 2019. Yeah, we went to the cup final that year. The
0: before time. It's before the pandemic where everything melted together time. Yeah.
1: Off. Just like, and we've consistently been a playoff team, and I think we are still a playoff team. But the fact that they, that with that core, possibly the best top line in hockey, they could not bring it home.
0: Yeah, I was looking at a chart the other day. I believe it was like the most playoff wins since, I want to say 2010, and the Bruins were fourth um there and like the teams ahead of them were like Tampa. the lightning who won you know a ton of titles the the um pittsburgh who won multiple titles so it's like damn we were and then on the, uh, it may have been like more recent than 2010 because the vegas knights were on it also somehow which like you know that that's crazy that they already have won so many playoff games but like it's just disappointing like underachievers almost yeah
1: it is but then if you look at the same amount of time this was a chart that i saw for just wins in general in the last 10 years the boston bruins are at the top of the list
0: they're a great regular season team that's
1: for and sure regular season team in in the nhl in the last you know 10 how years. to
0: get our hopes up that
1: that's certain that's the, that is, that is what it's like being a Boston Bruins fan. You always have to be managing your expectations.
0: Yep. It's, it's crazy. And it's so funny because I feel like the Celtics are the same way, you know, right now, at least it's like, Oh, we're right there. It the could be our year. Any year It's the garden. Yeah. It's the garden. <laughs> uh, but hopefully we'll get back to the promised land. Cause I want to, I want to cover a championship run on this channel. Come on. He's Me probably too. not going to be the Dolphins, so like, let's do it, Boston teams.
1: That would be that would be great. What are you oh, talking man. about? The Dolphins going to win the Super Bowl this year?
0: I uh, <laughs> I felt a little bit better about that before Jalen Ramsey hurt his knee. I uh, know <laughs> I'm I'm putting off recording Miami minute about that because I'm so
1: sad. But uh, <laughs> this is why we're this is why we're doing this thing. Yeah, like this is four days after. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah even that is like well i could talk about the bruins that's much better than talking about jalen ramsey hurting his knee that's awesome right (laughs) oh man all right chris anything else you want to talk about before we
1: get on out of here uh nope i think that's it um i still technically have a twitter account um i haven't been posting much on it lately but I am but I am still there. I am posting. Um probably a better place to find me is on TikTok now. That's at Chris Yeah,
0: yeah follow follow in there. I try to tag you when I put up the clips and that. So if you're following the Wicked Sports TikTok and you see a clip with Chris in it, you should be tagged in it. Unless I'm an idiot and not doing that correctly. But uh yeah, other than that, uh you can follow me on Twitter, X, whatever they're calling it these days. I don't know. But uh yeah, I'm a fake BMar over there. I'll probably be tweeting Uh, Pretty frequently about Big Brother that starts next week, and I'm covering that on our podcast channel. So if you're not interested in reality TV tweets, might not be the move right now. Might want to wait until September when football gets going again. But, uh, yeah, other than that, you can follow the channel pretty much everywhere, Wicked Good Sports. And, uh, yeah, Chris, thank you so much for your time. All right, thank you. i will see you all in the next one.